0: Good morning, as custom, um, you all absolutely know what I'm about to say here, if you are new to our church, I'm not the pastor, uh, so you are, um, you're missing out, because Shane is an awesome pastor, we love him here, um, but I will be filling in for him today, actually Shane asked me to fill in for him a couple months ago, I had a couple, yeah, a couple months, and uh, I had to turn him down, because I'm working through my master's, trying to get some stuff done, um, uh, on, in my, our personal lives, just trying to do some stuff, and, uh, he asked me again, um, seems like Shane has a lot of time off, I'm gonna, I am i do not know, we're gonna have to talk about that, <laughs> but, uh, he asked me again, um, and, you know, I didn't want to turn him down again, because I love being up here, I love, uh, getting to just share my heart with you guys, um, Anytime I'm up here, please know that everything I speak about or speak on is something that I'm going through or something that Kylie and I are going through, and so um, today's no different. Really, this message is just for me, and I'm thinking out loud, and y'all get to uh, listen and and hear my thoughts. So uh, um, I I just want to give a shout-out to, two shout-outs. First, to our worship team. Um, Hannah, you picked the songs? Hey, great job. Uh, I love those songs. They fit perfectly with uh, the message today. I love how they do that. Um, you know, there's a million different messages that could be taught on, and there's even more um, worship songs that can be uh, sung, uh, sung as a congregation, and, and they do such an awesome job at picking out the songs that match the sermons, and uh, today was just no different. Second shout-out, I had to give the shout-out to my life group, and this is a plug for our life group. Um sorry, I have to have something in my hands. I do this when I teach it's usually a coffee mug, but i didn't think it would be appropriate to have a coffee mug up here so um but I'm doing a plug for our life group um They really helped out with this topic um last week we met uh to kind of kick off our summer and Kylie and I were able to share our hearts with them and what we're kind of going through and uh they the response was amazing um we had amazing discussions um and 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 what they uh, just poured into us was just, uh, I mean, Kylie and I talked about it all week, just what an awesome blessing that our life group is. So if you're not plugged into a life group, please, please, please find someone um, who is in charge of a life group. Ask somebody where, they can, where you can get plugged into. Um, we have about seven, eight different life groups going on right now, and uh, they're going to be meeting throughout this, the summer. So please uh, plug, plug into one of those. And then uh, I guess another one is Haley. I mean, Haley really is the the master behind today's sermon because she reminded me of this precious little gem of a story that we're talking about today um, that we're going to be talking about and focusing on for our message. So, Haley, thank you. Um, You know, really appreciate it. Sometimes our minds just get distracted from stories that go along with what we're we're talking about. So this is perfect uh, that she brought this up. And, you know, she texts us at like, I don't know, it was like 10 o'clock or something like that. She's like, hey. Just so you know, we've been talking about this and this me- this story goes perfect with what you guys were talking about. So um you can either thank her or blame her for today's message. So um if I asked you what uh today's s- passage that that um Chase read, would anybody be able to tell me without looking, would anybody be able to tell me the uh scripture, the uh the book, chapter, verse? Some would. Yeah yeah, yeah, you would. Yeah. yeah. Some would. You can show your hands, right? Is in Luke, yeah. So is in Luke, chapter ten, right? Thirty-eight. Hey, good. How about how about the context? How about what the story was about? How about the the the, the few short verses that Chase was up here reading? Um, that we stood and acknowledged that Chase was reading the Word of God. How many people could tell us what the context of that story was about? Yeah. It's about what I, th- I thought, right? Um, and it's, it, it's really no fault of our own, but it's just the, the the culture that we're in and it's just the time that we're in. Um, I, I only ask that to prove a point. I'm not looking down on you. I'm not judging you because I'm, I'm guilty of it too. Uh, in today's day and age, it's very easy to become distracted, Right? Very easy to become distracted. Even when we're sitting in our pews and we're up here and we have somebody reading and we're and we're acknowledging that they're up here reading, we are still distracted. We know that we're reading the Word of God. We know that we're in the presence of God. We're singing songs about we are listening, right? And we're distracted, right? Um, it's very easy. We have very good intentions. We do. We have very good intentions. And yes, there are things that are are good distractions, like yesterday. um, I have all these plans. You know, my life is crazy busy right now, and I have all these plans. I am set, you know, this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to do. So I got home from the gym, and I I, I went out to the garden. We were getting ready to pull all the weeds in the garden because it really needs weeded. So if anybody likes pulling weeds in a garden, please come (laughs) help me this week. But um, we're... We're out there, and it just starts to downpour. <laughs> it just starts to downpour. You know, that's not my plan, you know? So a good distraction, an example would be, you know, instead of pulling weeds in the garden, because weeds are weeds, and they're going to be there. We'll pull them this week sometimes. Uh, my wife and I just took the opportunity to go and spend the day with each other with, with Emory. So um, those, are, those are good distractions. Um, we're bombarded with, I guess, what we think is important, in quotations, uh, while neglecting some things that are actually important. Like, for me, weeding the garden is important, right? It needs to be done, but what's actually important is, because I'm working through my master's, and because I'm, I spend most of my weeks now uh, with my face in a computer screen typing away, what's actually important is spending some quality time with my family, Right, and those are some precious. We're in some precious times right now with Emery. She's a little ball of fire. We'll talk about her later. But <laughs> like the uh, scripture passage says, or uh, that we're going to examine today points out, um, we either fall into we fall into a couple of different categories. Um, we fall into um, one or the other. All right. And So before I go any further and begin to uh, unpack these golden nuggets, as Shane would like to say, there's my Shane reference. Right, our golden nuggets that we're going to pull out for today. Um, we're gonna we're gonna pray. Um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna focus in, right? For the next fifteen minutes or so, we're gonna focus in. We're not gonna be distracted by by anything, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get it going here. So, uh, let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for today. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to um, just share what's on my heart. Thank you for. Uh, my life group and allowing them to uh, pour into Kylie and I for opening up our minds and and giving us ideas um, about, you know, our stage in life, Lord. Um, Lord, we thank you for this story of Martha and Mary. And uh, we just ask that uh, over the next couple minutes, Lord, that that we really focus in and uh, listen to what you have to say. Um, Lord, just speak through me. Allow me to to say what you want, uh, not what I want. And uh, Lord, just allow it be uh, a benefit to everyone here. It's in Your name we pray. Amen. So, um, a few weeks ago, my wife and I uh, had the privilege of celebrating our fifth year anniversary. All right, now that's great. It's not a huge number, okay? Yeah, I, I got it. we're five years. Hey, we finally made it past like two minutes in the in the dance or whatever at other people's weddings. You know, you know how you know. Hey, if you've been married for one hour, get out of here, you know, we finally made it to like a minute mark, okay, um, so we caught ourselves in a common discussion where, uh, where has the time gone, anybody have that discussion before, right, especially you guys who've been married for like 80 years, right, you know, where is the time gone, oh goodness, you know, so um, it goes fast, it goes fast, and this th- last five years is no different, it's gone fast, and it continues to go faster, um, this school year just flew by for me, you know. We, I, granted, a lot of stuff going on. Um, we we had a uh, we had a baby in the very beginning of the year, and then all of a sudden, we're we're the year's over. I'm in summer again. Crazy stuff. Um, but time flies, and as our conversation grew, uh, we began to highlight some wonderful yet bittersweet realities um, while meandering through this thing called life. Somewhere, we both became distracted geez, go figure, right? Uh, Distracted by life, distracted by our careers, uh, by our hobbies, um, by our vices, and at times by our devices. Yes, we've been distracted many times by our devices. Um, Recently, we've been distracted by a little 20-pound ball of energy, right? If you do not know, I am the father of the little girl that screams her lungs out (laughs) over here, Okay? Yes, it's me. I apologize. We're working on it. She will not cooperate. Um, uh, We'll get there eventually. All right? We'll get there eventually. Um, But as we looked at each other, we began to understand that the distractions have come at a bit of a cost. You know, while some distractions are good, every distraction we have comes at a bit of a cost. And so in the short five years that we've been married, we've lost countless opportunities to spend quality time together. Right. I've been distracted by uh, hours and hours and hours of a well-paying football job. Um, I've been distracted by many. Right, Jim. Right. Uh, Many things have become distracting for us. Um, and So we've lost quality time together. We've lost countless opportunities for conversations on the couch. Um, In our distractions, we've lost many possible fruitful moments um, that we won't get back. Right. And, And you've all been there. We've all been there. Um, There's just things that we get distracted by, and we're never going to get that time back. And so all we can do then is to look ahead and, and try to change some of those distractions, and be aware of of those distractions, and be intentional about um, adjusting those distractions. And so last last week when we met with our life group, that was one of the things that uh, I uh, I challenged them to was to kind of hold Kylie and I accountable to um, not being too distracted. And so even meeting with them and talking to them, this week, a million distractions, and this morning, I'm getting up, and I'm, I'm looking at different things, and, you know, and Kyla's like, you're talking about distractions today, and you aren't even, like, present in the moment, like, that's your sermon, na- the title of your sermon, and you're not even present in the moment, she is, she's really good at pointing things I don't like out, you know, <laughs> I, I just, oh, man, she can drive you crazy, she, she's downstairs, so I can say that, and she's not. She's not listening. So, um. <laughs> yeah. Now. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that uh, we've been neglectful of each other uh, because we haven't. And please don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that, that hobbies are bad because hobbies are great. Hobbies are great things. I'm not saying that pursuing a career is, uh, isn't is fulfilling and it not important. Those things are, are great and important as well. Um, providing for your family is a is, is godly call, right? Um, but when those things, and, I, and this is a term, I forget where I heard it, but when those things become, those good things become godly things, that's when, um, those important things become distractions, right? That's when it pulls you away. So when, when all those good hobbies and all those good careers and all that stuff, that becomes a god to you, then um, it becomes a distraction of what our focus would, should be, and then we need to address it. Um, I heard this week, uh, I think it was on the fish. I think it was on the fish. I was driving to football, um, and um, Len, yeah, Len Hauser the fish announcer in the morning. He, uh, he was saying how Simon Cowell, you guys know who Simon Cowell is, the guy on America's Got Talent, and what was the other one? American Idol. Yeah, the one who tells everybody that they can't sing and they have no talent, right? <laughs> that guy, um, they were saying that he, for the last 10 months, has um, not picked up his cell phone. He has not looked at his cell phone. He has not picked it up. He has not uh, browsed on it. He hasn't done it. He has a cell phone, but he has completely um, taken himself away from his cell phone. His, he's got also, he probably has like four assistants that answer every call for him, but I thought that was pretty amazing. For the last 10 months, a, a well-known celebrity um, in Europe and in America has, has gone without a cell phone I don't don't even know if there's a person in this room, maybe a couple, that could go an hour. I don't know, a day, maybe, right? Now, if you really challenge yourself and all that, maybe you could push strong and go for a little longer. But it's one of those things that should become social norm that uh, a cell phone, if you don't have a cell phone in your pocket or it's not on you at all times, then um, something's wrong with you, right? Something's wrong with you. And so today, uh, I just want to be very, uh, make sure I'm being very transparent, and I want you to know that this message, as I said, is really for Kylie and I, myself than it is for you, but if you find yourself um, distracted in various aspects of your life, please take a couple minutes here and listen. Um, if you're thinking about the upcoming week, right, like I am, I'm, I'm preaching on this, and I'm already thinking about the upcoming week, um, but if you're thinking about the upcoming week, please set those things aside. Certain tasks that you've got to get done, set them aside. Um, if you're going to lunch after church, please quit thinking about where you're going to lunch. You're going to CCHL. All right, there it is. Um, if you are, if you know where you're going to lunch and you're just thinking about what you're going to get at that place, please set that aside. Um, and finally, if you're thinking about the NBA Finals, please really do yourself a favor and not think about that, okay? Um, I really ask you to redirect your mind then, okay? Okay. Um, If you will, please stand to your Bibles. If you want, you can. We've read it, but to Luke 10, verses 38 through 42. And we're going to focus on the story of Martha and Mary. So if you are there, great. If not, I'll give you a second here to get there. Luke 10, verses 38 through 42. We're going to read this passage. It's real short and sweet. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. And so there it is. Simple verses, right? Often, we probably have read this many times and just read right over it. Um, and because it's not a, uh, a season in our life where this story uh, is, is important to us, um, but yet I'm in a season of life where we are distracted, and so this is very important to us. And so just a handful of verses and so much to unfold. And we're going to start with Martha, the hostess um, of our story, the owner of and the one who invited Jesus to her home. But who is Martha, and why would Jesus accept this invitation? That's kind of what I wanted to unfold here. I've read this story. Who's Martha? Martha. And why would Jesus agree to go to Martha's house? Okay, so we know there's something about this woman that we got to unfold here. And so we get to know a lot about Martha and her sister and their brother Lazarus. You guys heard of Lazarus? Yes, we get to know them um, through uh, John chapters 11 and 12. And in these two chapters, we get to see the background of the relationship that Jesus has with this family through the death and later revival of Lazarus, okay? And Lazarus was Jesus' friend. Um, it, and, and in those chapters in John, it, it talks very specifically uh, about how this relationship between Jesus and Lazarus, the relationship that they have so this family was viewed as a pillar in the Jewish community of Bethany where Jesus was traveling. And, and so when Martha, the head of the household, invited Jesus to their house, it's easy to see why Jesus accepted it. They're friends. They're, and Jesus is on the road. He knows that this family is a pillar in the community. They, they have a relationship with each other. And one of Jesus' friends, who's not a disciple of Jesus, um, lives in Bethany and is a sister, or sorry, a brother of Martha. And so it's, in fact, it's very safe to assume that um, this has happened probably more, more than once or twice. It, it was probably a regular occurrence when Jesus was traveling on the road that he would stop in Bethany and say hi to his friends. Um, looking at the subject matter in John 12, um, starting with verse 1, I'm going to read a couple verses here, but it kind of gives us some background to this relationship that, th- that they have together. So, Six days before the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So this has already happened. They've already established a relationship with each other. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Now they're back into Bethany, and Jesus is stopping them in to uh, hang out with his friends again. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served, go figure, right? She's the head of the household. She's the hostess with the Moses, right? Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at the table. Mary, therefore, took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume, but Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, he who was about to betray him, said, Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He said this, not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief, and having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself uh, to what was put into it. Jesus said, Leave her alone, so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you always have with you, but you do not always have me. Okay, so a little bit of a background. And this is just a couple short verses to a very much larger story. Um, and what we see here is that Jesus was a, had a regular, reoccurring relationship with this family. Uh, and so... I just wanted to kind of set the stage a little bit. We're not going to go into the fact that, you know, Mary was anointed Jesus' feet um, right before he was crucified and that those fragrances that she anointed him with would be for his burial. All that ties in together, and it's a wonderful story, but we're focusing on another story that involves this family. Um, so Jesus accepts the invite from his friends while in town. While in town, and Martha, as the as the house head, and portrayed in the passage as, as a very meticulous hostess, everything had to be right, right? Anybody ever throw a party and everything had hamricks right? Yes, you guys are throwing a, a graduation party this weekend. Everything has to be right, correct? Everything. Got the food ordered, got to get the landscaping done, got to get this done. Everything has to be just right. No different from Martha, right? She's, she's the hostess. She's in charge of the household. Jesus is home, or Jesus is in her home, and she is going to be a host. A good host. And so if you could imagine, all right? Kylie and I love to entertain. We love to have people over. I love to, to grill food. Um, we love to spend time with friends, uh, but preparing for events aren't always easy. And if you've prepared for events, you know that it can create a lot of stress. And unintended stress um, can always arise, right? You find yourself kind of, you know, snickering at each other, kind of going back at each other for not doing something or whatever. Um, But they aren't always great for us. We often get into uh, the, the 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 debate about who 's doing more around the house arguments, oh <laughs> chuckles, huh, you guys have been there a little bit, yeah, maybe, oh goodness, um, We often get into those arguments, and Kylie and I do it all the time, and by default, like Martha, we both believe we 're doing more than the other, okay, We just automatically go there that. I believe I'm more doing more than Kylie, and she thinks that she's doing more than Kylie. Uh, when in reality, we're doing more than me. Sorry, thank you. Thank you for the weird face, Sarah, um, <laughs> keeping, me, keeping me straight there. So we just default, we automatically think that we're, we're doing more than the other person. Case in point dishes, right? Dishes, folding clothes, other household chores. I hate them. I, I'm sure you do too. I, this is not biblical. Trust me, it's not biblical. It's easily one of the worst distractions and argument starters the devil has ever created. Okay? Chores. Household chores. Oh, I hate them. But the more you feel like you're doing the chores, like the dishes, uh, imagine if you will, I'm sitting at the, the uh, sink here and I'm doing the dishes and Kylie, she's just on the couch looking on her phone, right? Because she doesn't do anything around the house. What happens, Right? what happens? The dishes get louder. I'm, cl- I'm banging them around, <laughs> slamming them in the drying rack, right? What, what happens to me? My huffs and puffs get louder. <sighs> 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 Crap! You know, you guys, I know you've been there. I know you've been there. The more you feel like you're doing, the louder these chores get. All of a sudden, you're fed up with doing the dishes again or the clothes again, right? Folding the clothes, and you just throw them in the hamper. You gotta refold them when you get them up the stairs and put them away. Ugh. So, and you want your significant other to know that you're doing more than them and they're not pulling their weight, right? What do you do? You get louder, you get more busier, more frustrated, more aggravated breasts until they get the point. And so, you, I obviously from your chuckles, you've all been there. I don't even have to ask who's been there. Um, Martha has been there. And I'm sure she was easily running around the house as she was trying to be a host, um, serving Jesus and the disciples and making sure that she's being a good host. And she's trying, uh, and, and, and so... It probably drove her mad and insane that her brother and sister were reclining with those with Jesus, right? Mary was at the feet of Jesus, and Lazarus, as we just read, was reclining, right? It probably drove her insane, as it would me. If I was throwing a party, and I'm doing all the work, and and Kylie's just sitting there hanging out, not doing anything, then, yeah, I'd probably get a little frustrated. And so what was Mary, Martha's sister, doing? okay? Verse 39 tells us that Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to his teaching. We are listening. Great song. Great song leading into this this message here. Mary was taking advantage of the opportunity that a family friend was in town and wanted to be still and listen to what Jesus had to say, right? She wanted to be there with him in that moment, soaking up as much as she could, Dishes and all that other stuff, the hosting, all that, that wasn't important at the time. Sitting there with Jesus at that moment, at his feet, was the most important thing that she could be doing. For most of us, if we're honest with ourselves, we fall in line with Martha, right? Often like Martha, our external behavior at first appears to be a true servanthood, I'm, I'm being a good host. I got important people coming over. I'm doing good work. We're going to be a good host. I'm doing good, you know. But then our treatment of others, bye, guys. See ya. They're my life group. I can call them out. <laughs> um, now they distracted me. Good. Good job, guys. <laughs> so often, like Martha, our ex- external behavior at first appears to be true servanthood, But our treatment of others reveal a serious defect with our servant heart, right? So we're being a good servant, but eventually we're doing so much and so much that the other people aren't in the house that should be helping serve aren't doing it, and so our heart then turns to bitterness. Like Martha, we blindly judge others. Nope, never done that. Martha assumed Mary was being lazy, right? Right? and we'll revisit that here in a second. Like Martha, our behavior shows subtly and simply human pride can cr- how sudden, subtly and simply human pride can corrupt even the best of actions. Like Martha, when we reach this point of self-centeredness, we stop listening to Christ and make other things the focus of our intentions, attentions, our intentions in our lives. Right? When, when, when we start taking our focus away from Christ or our heart's uh, focus away from Christ, then those other things, those other important things um, are distractions, and, and they often lead us uh, into self-centeredness, pride, anger, bitterness, you name it. Right? Simply put, Martha was showing an attitude of simple pride, which opened the door for other simple behaviors, and what we see is then anger and resentment and jealousy, judgmental uh, towards her, her uh, brother and sister, and we ultimately see unkindness. And this is the crazy part. To add a little extra to the, to the story, once Martha had her fill of what's going on, no one's listening to her banging the dishes around and all this other stuff. What does she do? What does she do? Yeah. Martha then calls Jesus out. She's bold, man. She's like, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Do you not care? I, yeah. Yeah, it's the attitude. Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do the dishes all alone? I can see it. I can see it. There is that attitude. I deal with sixth graders, and I get that attitude all the time. Um, I like to think at that silent time, you could probably hear a pin drop. Right, like the house goes silent. Everybody's looking at Jesus, and then looking at Martha, and then back at Jesus. Like, what's he gonna do? And then Jesus' response is, of course, on point. Martha, you are anxious and worry about many things, but one thing is important. Mary has chosen the good portion. Martha, you're worried about so much, but you're not worried about the most important thing. Your sister Mary is worried about the most important thing. And she has chosen the better portion. The NIV says that Mary has chosen what is better. See, Mary's natural instinct was to sit and listen. Mary was the one whose heart was in the right. Martha may have been doing important, necessary things as head of the household. As the head of the household, you had to make sure that your guests felt welcomed in the house, okay, But it was Mary's actions that were more commendable than Martha's, right? It was Mary's heart that was more commendable than Martha. Martha was distracted by other important things that we talked about, okay? Mary was not. She was focused on what was important. Mary was so consumed with the teachings of Christ that she completely became oblivious to anything that was happening in the house, wouldn't that be such an off, off, awesome spot to be in, in your, in your prayer life, in your devotion time, that you are so consumed with your time with Christ that you're oblivious to anything else that's going on, right? Being present in the moment when the Son of Man is visiting uh, was the absolute most important thing a person could do, and Mary knew that mary knew that that was the most important thing recently there has been a picture floating around social media that that i absolutely fell in love with when i saw it okay and it just so happened to go along with our message today it's a simple picture but if you i'm going to give you a second here to look at it examine it and we'll look, we'll talk about it okay is, is it up is it good yeah check it out I'm in the way, so let me know. There's really nowhere to go. So I'm gonna <laughs> hang out here. I love this picture. When I when I came across it, I, I really didn't I didn't get it at first. But when I, when I kept looking at it and looking at it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's our culture today. Right? What stands out? Yeah. Simply put, right? The little old lady. I wasn't going to say little old lady, but I'm glad that you said that. Yeah, you can get away from that. Yeah, I, I won't. I won't even go there, right? The little old lady was sitting and experiencing. She was being present in the moment. My assumption is that she knew that there would be tons of millennials out there taking pictures with their phones, she, if she wanted to, she can go on later and get the pictures from the Internet, just like I did, um, later on, right? She wanted to be present. She wanted to be experiencing that moment. This lady knew what was important. Everybody else in that picture, they got to experience the, oh, this, I should probably tell you the context. This picture was taken from a crowd at the recent royal wedding, Okay, anybody tune in for the royal wedding? Unfortunately, we did a little bit. Okay, (laughs) had no choice. While everyone else was falling in line with Martha, all the people with the phones, we have this sweet little lady taking after Mary and just soaking up the experience. This was being present in the moment because she knew it was the best thing to do, right? She knew that this was a once in a lifetime experience, maybe for me. As Bill said, she's a little older. Maybe this is the last time she'll see a royal wedding. You know, she's being present, she's soaking up the experience. Mary knew this. Mary knew that sitting at the feet of Jesus was the most important. And her love for Christ consumed her so much that nothing else mattered. And I think also that Martha knew this. That's why we see the anger and the jealousy. That's why we start to see the bitterness emerge. She knew that Mary was doing important, or what was more important, but Martha, as the hostess, had to do the other things. And I think she became a little bit bitter. And we do this. Yes, I do this with Kylie all the time. We do this. I choose to be like Martha, I choose to become distracted by blank. I got masters going on, I got four, three papers this week, I got tons, of, I got a garden that needs weeded, I already plugged that, so if you're interested again, um, I, I have football going on three days, you know, there's distractions, and I, and I got to be a good husband, I got to be a good father, I got to um, stay in shape, <laughs> you know, so there's all those things that fill up my time um, that I get distracted by, you know what though, in all those things, what didn't I mention? I didn't mention any devotion time. I didn't mention any quiet time. I didn't mention any time spending time with the Lord. Right? My natural default is going like Martha and doing the other things. I'm not like Mary. I need to be like more, more like Mary. And that's the, the challenge that I asked my life group to hold us accountable to. And so ask yourself, not just the, the service like the the case with Martha and service, but if you ask yourself, if your service, if if is your service out of a heart for others or for yourself? Are you serving others for other people or for yourself? Do you become critical, judgmental, and angry when no one else is helping you? Right? Doing the dishes, Kylie sitting on the couch, looking on her phone, because I know that's what she's doing, right? Is, your, is my heart doing it out of love for Kylie or am I... Anger, bitter because she's not helping. Or how are things, uh, or how about your relationship with your spouse? So are you like Martha? If you have a significant other, are you like Martha? Are you distracted by the other things um, that's in your relationship? Men? Men? Do you become frustrated when the game is on and she's talking to you? Right? That's not me, by the way. I I don't watch ESPN. I rarely watch. The only thing I really watch is the Indians, and uh, she likes them too, so that works. Women. Women, this is a serious question. Do you become frustrated when Chip and JoJo are on and he needs something? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kylie does. Mm Mm-hmm. Instead of focusing on each other, do we sit on the couch and scroll on social media? I know that we've done that. Again, we've lost countless opportunities to have wonderful conversations and just spending quality time with each other because of scrolling through social media. Creeping, right? How about your relationship with Christ? Are you distracted in times when, become, when being still is essential? How often do you sit still in the presence of God and soak in as much as you can, like Mary? How often uh, are you present in the moment when Jesus accepts your invitation and walks in? When you you bow your head to pray, are you praying or are you thinking about other things? Are you thinking about what you're going to do after that prayer? Are you thinking about what you got going on after uh, this, your quiet time because if you're thinking about what's going on after that quiet time then you're not present with Christ you're, you might halfway be there right and I'm so guilty of this I, I get so consumed with what's after that I forget about what's now and I just encourage you guys um, like me if you're like me to really focus on that now Being present in the moment with God is being mindful and focused on what he is doing in your life and what he's trying to say through you, through your conversations with him, right? So as a challenge to the church, you guys, uh, if you are also dealing with this, being distracted by life because life can beat you down um, and spit you out, right? Try to be like Mary. Try to be like Mary. In times when you're distracted, focus in. Uh, focus in on what's important. Spending time with your spouse, being good husband, good father, spending time with Christ, devoting time to him, not focusing on other things. Whatever that distraction is, guys, I just challenge you like I challenge myself and Kylie challenges herself. Being present this summer is is our absolute most important goal, is being present with what we're doing and, and what we're focused on. So... That's all I got for you. I don't know what time it is. Hopefully it went pretty quick and it wasn't too painful for you. All right? Um, but we're going to sing some songs and leave here, and we're going to focus on the important things. So, but before we do that, let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, Lord, Lord, just thank you. Um, Lord, thank you for opening up my eyes and Kylie's eyes to uh, what is distracting us. Thank you for uh, pointing it out to us. Um, thank you for the love that you have for us, and and, and not letting us stay where we're at, um, Lord. We just ask that this summer, as, as we are, as there's many projects to do and many things to get done, Lord, that we just take the time to focus on you, um, to be still with you, to sit at your feet and listen to you, soaking in as much as we can from you, Lord. Uh, instead of devoting time to other things that are, might be important, um, Lord, allow us to to cut out that time to not cut out create that time um, to spend with you lord, distraction free just to sit in your presence and be still with you lord and lord, i just I, I encourage anybody else that is like me and struggling with um, being in the present, being in the moment with you. Uh, Lord, I just ask that that this is a prayer for them as well. Uh, Work through them, work in their lives, Lord, to carve out time for you. In your name we pray. Amen.